0: Hey, everybody, I am Stephanie Goss, and this is another episode of the Uncharted podcast. And I, it's a little bit bittersweet to be closing out 2023 without my partner in crime, Dr. Andy Rourke. But I wanted to put this episode in before the end of the year because it means so much to me. Uh, you all have met both of my guest co-hosts for this episode before. Uh, my dear dear friend, Eric Garcia from Simply Done Tech Solutions and the one and only Tyler Grogan. Uh, Tyler is a partner in my team at Uncharted. She is an amazing technician and a wonderful person. And I just love spending time with both her and Eric. And we did an episode talking about going unplugged. And if you have heard Eric speak at an industry conference um, or an event near you, you've probably heard him talk about the concept of unplugging. And if you listen to the podcast, you know that Tyler and I didn't do so hot our first attempt at really, truly unplugging. And I think it's been um, at least a year, if not two at this point, since we did that first episode. And so um, we wanted to close out the year and come back together and talk about Hey, did we do better than last time? And so I'm super pumped to share this episode with you to cap off 2023 and set some goals for what new and exciting things we want to try in 2024. And now let's get into it.
1: And now the Uncharted podcast.
0: And we are back. I'm so excited today to have a little bit of a different episode. Uh, when I started thinking about the end of the year and how we wanted to celebrate it with you all, one of uh, the things that I thought about was kind of a look back on this last year, and I wanted to do it in a uh, particularly fun fashion. And so I invited my friends uh, our, our my dear friend, Eric Garcia, uh, and my co worker and dear friends, Tyler Grogan, to come back on the podcast. Because over this last year, we got a lot of feedback about a podcast episode that the three of us did together previously, about uh, unplugging and the idea of unplugging. And it's been more than a year later, and so I was talking to Eric and Tyler, and said, "Hey, I think we should do a follow-up to that episode and talk about uh, how we have improved and where we've gone on our journeys uh, since then." And so I asked Eric and Tyler, and I thought this would be a great way to wind down the year with all of you. And so we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk about all of that today. And as we do, we're going to have uh, some fun and shenanigans, I'm sure. So uh, I thought we could start today. Eric, do you want to talk? Because last time we kind of got so excited about talking about how things went, uh, that we kind of jumped into it without really talking about the backstory behind what is Unplugging and kind of how did you get to be uh, down this this rabbit hole in a good way?
2: Yeah, so so first off, super, super excited to, to pick this back up because I'm particularly interested in hearing how the both of you have evolved after your first experience um, and just having kept up with the both of you knowing that now this is something you do often. So I'm, I'm excited because both of you thought you couldn't do this. And, and now you're like kind of pros yourself, which is amazing. <laughs> but um, yeah, my, my story for plugging really comes from a few, few years ago. I, I almost want to say it's, it's been at least 10 years now, if not slightly over 10 years, um, where I realized uh, very quickly with working in today's day and age, we are... Uh, constantly connected um, with with our jobs, uh, but then when we're not connected to our jobs, we're constantly connected in this digital world, uh, which is mostly known to be you know social media, but it could extend to uh, text messages and and other platforms as well. And what I recognized at one point, uh, I was I was on a trip uh, to to Paris, uh, first time going there, and. I remember uh, one night uh, before we were getting ready to go out, I, I said, you know, I just need to check email real quick. Um, I need to just kind of check in on things and then, and then we'll, we'll be good to go. And that real quick turned into, you know, a multi-hour thing. Um, and what I recognized was that even though I was working on whatever I was working on for a few hours, that when I finally got out to go explore the city that evening, I was really thinking about The things that i was working on during that hour and so i was never you know truly uh able to experience uh being in the city you know seeing the eiffel tower for the first time in this completely relaxed uh state of mind where i could actually focus on what's in front of me and the people that i'm with and uh and then recognizing as well that in between that trip of working it was just being constantly connected to social media and what i realized is I was, and I think as a society, we all do spend more time kind of living in this digital world and connecting with people in less than meaningful ways, quite honestly, um, than really focusing on the people in front of us. And so I read a story on Fast Company um, where there was a gentleman who said he unplugged from technology for 24 hours and he shared his experience, and it was rather cool. And I said, I want to do this for 10 days straight. And so to, to, to <laughs> your point, to define what unplugging is, is it's building boundaries with technology. So a few ways to, to look at it and to do it. Uh, to fully unplug means that you are going to dramatically limit your access to technology. So this means, you know, no social media, no text messages, um, you know, no email, um, very, very, very limited in how you're using it. It was interesting. I remember Tyler sharing her experience, her first experience. And she's like, I didn't know if I could use my GPS to go somewhere <laughs> and, you know, using technology in, in that way is, is, acceptable, but it's to say that whatever glues us to our phones, which is often anything based with communication technology or social media that we're going to completely limit that. So in a perfect world, when you're unplugging for an expended, extended period of time, you're not picking up your phone except maybe to figure out how to get to the coffee shop that you want to go to or to perhaps switch the uh, music playlist that you're listening to. Otherwise, we'll limit it. And then and then the other uh, aspect to unplugging is we don't have to do it for extended periods of time, although I challenge everyone to do it because you have to feel the extreme of being constantly connected to not being connected at all. But then to find moments where it might just be an afternoon, a day, a weekend, where you kind of set your own rules, maybe you want to take a break from social media, but texting is okay. But finding a better balance of whatever it is that you tend to often do on your phone, that we're going to say we're not going to do that thing. So that's unplugging in a nutshell. But I often find that it means something different to everyone just based off of your own relationship to uh, the technology that you engage with frequently.
0: Yeah. And so I I love that you uh, brought up the GPS because when Tyler shared uh, her story last time, uh, Tyler, you, I loved it so much because you really, um, I love the way, I love watching the way your mind works. And you, uh, do you want to tell us, a uh, refresh us because you were, in Canada, and you were going to be doing some traveling. And so you were like, I know I'm going to need my phone for some things, but not for others. And like, what are the rules? And Eric, please tell me what the rules are. Like, I want to follow the rules.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a very, a very me response to the whole thing. Um, So yeah, the first time uh, I was traveling in Canada, going to the Rockies, thinking I was going to be very easily out of cell phone service. So this whole unplugging thing was going to happen anyway. Uh, So I thought that that would be fine. Um, And so I planned on a week. Uh, I was with our friend Saya, and we were going to just be out there in the mountains hiking. And I thought it was the perfect opportunity to give this a shot. So, but to your point, there were questions like, what about the GPS and what about music? And I want to take pictures and all of these things. So um, this time around this year, I asked myself a lot of the same questions, but I I gave myself kind of like what Eric was saying, those boundaries that made sense for me for where I was going this time. And I was traveling again, but in a much different way. So it was a, it was a whole different experience this time. And I'm excited (laughs) to dive into it. But the first time was, what does this mean for me? And I think that that was something that I learned from it was defining what unplugging is for me and also finding out what was good for me and what I needed to make it the experience that it was, which was very, very, um, it was a really great one. So yeah. Defining it first was important. I think you and I both had very different definitions, Stephanie, yeah. when we
0: started. <laughs> well, and I was gonna say, uh it, so in true in true me fashion, I just dove headfirst and was like, you know, I, I did I mean I didn't go to the extreme of like, let me go to like some center where I don't talk for seven days, but like anybody who knows me, like I dove in the deep end and was like, now let's figure out how to swim. Uh and it did not go so well last year. Um, and if you're if you have have not listened to this episode, we'll drop uh, the link to it in the show notes because we had we had a great time. And, and you should definitely listen to uh, the shenanigans that were had. Uh, by both Tyler and myself, and Eric, as we kind of talked about some of uh, how we started with unplugging, but I think um, back to it, and we started, Eric, you asked us about um, how we would grade ourselves. And both Tyler and I, we're just like, we did horribly, like it was a failure, (laughs) we're failures. Um, And so and I thought, but I thought it was the perfect uh, way to kind of start. And I'm super curious, like, thinking back, because we I think all three of us did things differently this year. So we're doing this episode towards the end of the year, because Um, Tyler and I both were like, Oh, okay, we got bucked off that horse. But let's get right back on. And let's try it again. Um, And maybe set up some different rules and some different boundaries and like try and tinker with it. And so we intentionally we talked to three of us earlier this year and said, Okay, what's on our schedules? What are we doing on unplugged time? And so we we plan to record this after each of us had done a period of unplugging for different things kind of over the summer and early fall. And so I'm curious, Uh, looking back, I think uh, we each had some goals for unplugging this year. How do you how do you think you would grade yourself this year? I'm super, super curious.
2: Yeah, you know, for me, um, I, I don't think I would grade myself as well as I have in the past. um, If if I'm being completely uh, transparent here. Um, I I did better with certain things and not so well with others, and and I'll give you kind of an example. I think I did well at setting the time frame um, mm-hmm. of okay, this summer I unplugged. I think maybe it was somewhere between a ten to fourteen day period, mm-hmm. um, and and you know, as we kind of talked about uh, a true unplug, I think everyone should experience a few times, um, which is just you know no social media, no texting, no email, and ideally no browsing on the web. Uh, Interestingly enough, um, and I'm kind of working through this personally right now, is um, I actually did find myself um, kind of breaking my own rules and uh, checking the news. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think a lot of that is just because of everything that's happening in the world and feeling this need to stay in touch And I think if if I'm being critical of myself, I think I I shouldn't have done that um, because that's part of why I unplug is to to kind of escape from that. But then, you know, going through the motions of is ignoring it, you know, that's not a healthy thing, like ignoring the realities of what's happening in our world and. Uh, and so I, I didn't do so well. Now that being said, I've I've learned uh, with with some assistance that um, you know consuming small amounts of that is okay, but just not not. Uh, so uh, looking back at my experience this summer, I think I did well with everything else. Um, but I think that you know breaking my own rule and feeling this need to check the news and and succumbing to it um, was probably not something that I'm super happy about. But that being said you know, I'm not perfect. No one is. And so I'm looking at it as a, okay, I'm getting ready to plug unplug at the end of the year. I know I'm not gonna, I can't, I can not can not do this again. That's not, that's not something that we're going to do, but yeah. yeah. So I think, I think, yeah, I would definitely say that that's somewhere I can improve upon. Um, but I did, I did set the dates. I did that thing because in 2020, I didn't, I just had one brief period of time. Unplugged. Yeah. So definitely kept up on, on doing it for sure. Okay. What about you but- guys?
0: What about you, Tyler?
1: Well, I think it's interesting what you said, Eric, because I kind of think what I realized with unplugging this year was that I noticed what I gravitate toward in technology that I feel like I rely on a little bit or like that I feel really um, like I I need to check it more. Yes, exactly. So I think that part of the unplugging, you know, just to, to make it, you know, a learning experience is just... Some of that for me, it was just learning more about how I use technology on yeah. a regular basis and, and exploring why do I need, feel like I need to check these things or why do I feel like I'm disconnected here? Um, I also traveled when I did my unplugging this year. I did another week, um, like a full week and I set the dates. I even this time posted on my social media before I went uh, a list of my rules so that I could keep track of, you know, I just tell everybody, hey, you guys. Accountability partners. Right. I'm not going to be here. I'm doing these things, you know, no social media, no, uh, you know, I was definitely going to listen to music and use my navigation and my camera because I was traveling. But aside from that, try to, to turn it all off. And it was a completely different experience than the first time for a multitude of reasons. Uh, Partially was one major thing I learned was that if you're going to go on a spontaneous trip where you have zero plans of where you're gonna stay, what you're gonna do, or where you're going to be for the entire week, unplugging is very, very difficult. (laughs) Because you need to look at where you're going or look at what towns are around, what's there to do, what's there to see. You know, or you could, I guess you could just show up places, but, um, which I kind of did, but not, <laughs> not in the way that I think I I think I, I think a, a a largely loose plan, at least, I would recommend if you're trying to unplug while traveling. Um, because what I was doing was I found myself just on, I was trying to really hard with the social media. So I stayed on just the internet and I was looking at hotels and different places and just my Expedia app to try to figure out where I was staying that night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it was, it was still limited, but I learned a lot about, um, how many businesses are not, you know, they don't have a website. They just are out there mm-hmm. on their Facebook page or, you know, especially on in their a small Instagram. town, Shenandoah mm-hmm. national park in Virginia, you know, they don't have a whole website set up for themselves. So, um, I learned a lot about that. But (laughs) I would say um, in terms of success for unplugging, the condensed experience I had this summer was not as successful as it was last year. But I think last year set me up for this entire year to have a completely different relationship with technology because it was completely easy for me not to be trying to check work things or being on social media, just because my relationship with my being connected has changed so much. So yeah, yeah, overall, like through this year has been a completely different year as far as technology for me. But that condensed experience (laughs) was I didn't set myself (laughs) up to succeed. I didn't do that. Well, this time, (laughs) I
2: I just have to say, uh, real quick, so I was so proud of you, though, because I received a text message on August nineteenth from a mutual friend of ours, Bill Schroeder, where you were in attendance uh, at a wedding together. And, <laughs> and, and for everyone, uh, what, I'm, what I'm showing Tyler and, and Stephanie is, is a picture of Tyler in this wedding that someone else <laughs> took of her because she, again, was unplugged and, and was setting boundaries and, yeah. and, and you know focused on being in the moment. And uh, he said, so I'm, I'm at a wedding with Tyler who's so unplugged that she didn't know that you posted her list to unplug. Um and I love that like I was I was so happy for you to yeah. to know that you were so dedicated to to that mission of of just saying here are my rules here's what I'm going to to not do and here's what I'm going to do so um well done well done
1: <laughs> that was the funny it was the funniest moment we were sitting at this table because that was the goal is I was just going to drive up and go to this wedding and then I was going to drive back and there was no plan in between And so I got there and we're sitting at the table together with a few people from our industry and someone says to me, I I said, I was unplugged and I said, yeah. And I, you know, had a list of my, my rules and Bill was talking about how he wanted to try it. And then he's like, wait, that was your list. And I was like, what do you mean? That was my list. And our other friend said, yeah, your list is the' Eric shared it on social media. It kind of went viral for a second. (laughs) I was like, what? Are you serious right now? And so then he snapped the photo. And uh, (laughs) I was like, I genuinely, you're going to have to tell Eric because I had no idea what was happening because I was definitely not on social media. So it was Uh, very funny.
2: (laughs) uh, It was great. I I thoroughly loved seeing that message. And just, uh, yeah, that was. So funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um how did you do? I um I did I did great. Um and I failed spectacularly in other ways. Uh it was, you know, it's a mixed bag. (laughs) I'm gonna say if I was grading myself, I'm gonna give my I'm gonna uh for those of you who don't know, I got a crown earlier this year uh from Uncharted. I uh got uh the I was blessed uh to be awarded speaker of the year and nice. uh, i have been teasing andy since i started working for him that when i do things really well uh that i will work for starbucks or uh or he could just give me a crown um and after se- almost <laughs> seven years of telling him uh that jamie holmes and the, the team made it happen and my speaker of the year award was a crown and i uh if you guys can see me like i would put my crown on right now because um it uh i think i did a really great job in some ways and so i would say if we split the difference between a d and then an a plus like <laughs> overall yeah. it probably fell somewhere in the b minus range um so i um it's funny because when we started getting ready for this eric was like now i just keep seeing like your yeah. signature and your your next time off and so um i took last year doing this uh, not only doing Um, unplugged in like the lessons that I learned about, about myself and my unhealthy addiction to my phone and to technology. Um, I really went to work doing some really hardcore um, personal work because um, when we did our episode, we talked pretty honestly about some of our failures. It brought up a lot of things uh, for me that I didn't even realize that I was feeling. And so um, I took a really hard look. At myself and my boundaries, and realized that um, a lot of the time when I was feeling really overwhelmed, uh, it wasn't actually anything that anybody else was putting on me. It wasn't that I had too much work. It wasn't that, uh, you know, it, a lot of it had to do with myself and the fact that I had no boundaries. And so a lot of the, the lessons that I learned um, in unplugging last year and in uh, having the conversation with you guys and continuing to focus on it have been, around, um, have been around my own boundaries. And so I have made a lot of great strides and I'm excited to talk about some of those with you. Uh, mine was a lot... Uh, different. I think I did my unplugged time this time, my goals were to uh, be more like Tyler when I grew up. Uh, Tyler did a spectacular job last summer, I felt like of getting things ready from a work perspective, and like really clearly outlining the plan Mm -hmm. for everybody like, this is what I've got going on, this is who's in charge. Um, And I thought that I did it okay last year. And then um, I was like, oh, I want to be like Tyler when I grow up. And so this year my focus was on being more prepared and like looking further ahead. And so um, I went further out in the calendar and started planning better and communicating better. Um, And uh, so that was really big focus for me. And then um, I think my most... Significant uh, achievements were um, not had to do. So I was planning to go unplugged, and I was planning to do similar to last year. I was going to go uh, off the grid camping with my family, and so I was like, "Great, there'll be power, but they're uh, in the you know with a with a generator." But like I like Tyler, I'm thinking I will be somewhere where I just won't have the time or energy to use my phone, um, and that was true. And at the same time last year, because it was the same scenario last year, but I let myself, uh, I chose to not have boundaries. uh, And I chose to stress and worry about things that were happening that even though I was getting messages or emails, I, I was the one who read them, like, I didn't have that boundary and that filter, like, recognizing the fact that the world goes on, and people are going to send you emails, and people are going to call you, and they're going to send you text messages. And it's up to you to have that boundary. And I was really like, that was one thing that I remember. I I have been in all of it with with you, Eric, because we've been friends long enough now that I know, when you're unplugged, you're really unplugged. And there have been times where something has happened. And I have sent you a message. And I know that you're unplugged. And I know that I'm not going to get a response <laughs> from you. And like, I'm, I love that boundary. And I have always thought like, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. And then when Tyler told us about what she did, and she really meant it. And she was like, here's my rules. And this is what I'm going to do. And I think looking at my own journey last year, I was most disappointed in some of my failure with the boundaries. And so I really worked hard at that. Um, And I also hadn't made big leaps before I went unplugged. And so um, something else happened completely unrelated. And I was just like, I need to uh, so I went and I was unplugged and I had a great time with my family. My role for myself was I could use technology in that I brought my Kindle because I wanted to read. And my goal for myself was I I have an unhealthy uh, reading obsession and I was I was like I'm here for f- I'm here for five days and I'm going to read twelve books. <laughs> and I was like I'm going to do- I just I'm to sit by the pool. The kids can run amok like it's it'll be great and I did it and I was super super. Uh, super, super proud of that. But honestly, the um, the biggest strides for me, I think, came after that, that first unplugging when I uh, really started to focus on my own relationship, like not dissimilar to either of you with social media and with the technology itself and like how I'm consuming that technology. Um, and uh, so uh, this year has been a big year of growth. So not as great with setting up, for success as I would like. Like, I think there's always opportunities to improve um, and thinking further ahead about the calendar. And this year has been a year of trying to get ahead as a team and as a company. And Tyler and I have like been focused on how can we think further ahead and let's plan further ahead. And so um, I think I'm just gonna keep keep trucking along and working on those things. But I think uh, this year was really successful. And I have to say, Eric Garcia, like, I am addicted now (laughs) in a good, in a good way, like in a really healthy, because when we talked last year, I was addicted in a very unhealthy way and I have made some really, really great, uh, great changes uh, in my own life. And um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited.
2: Can can I ask you a question about that though? Mm -hmm. Um, Because, and I, and I think the perspective that I would share now because I've done it for so long is different than you and Tyler, who, you know, are newer at it. And, and what I can't speak for with you is, you know, I've known you for a long time. And you've yeah. known that I've done this for a long time. But there was a very long period of time where the idea of doing something like this was awful. And I have a lot of people and you probably have a lot of listeners who <laughs> feel that who are like, never this sounds awful. And I guess what I, what I would love to ask you is what do you say as someone who, you know, is, is a new believer in the value of doing this and who for years didn't ever think that you could do this. And it's interesting because, you know, I've, you know, let's use Bill Schroeder for an example here, you know, Bill for many years also said the same thing, but it wasn't until recently where he's like, I don't know, the idea of this seems interesting. So Mm
0: -hmm. I guess, what would
2: you say to someone who would say no way I could never do this. It would make me miserable. What, what what would your what would your advice to them be?
0: I it's funny because I think I was like the ultimate example of someone who was saying know, but who like desperately needed it. Like I think back to being in the clinic and I was the manager that was like, oh, you can call me 24 seven and I got to be there for my team. And like the definition mm-hmm. of success as a manager for me was being connected, overly connected. And I remember taking my phone on vacation and answering you know, I've been in the hospital and have answered the phone. Like I was that person who believed that I was failing my team if I wasn't connected. Um, and I think the biggest lesson for me this year has been about the fact that I fail my team more when I am too connected and it slides Uh, It is a very, very razor thin edge between uh, being there for your team and being burnt out and overly committed and overly involved. And you don't make room for other people to have success if you are connected all of the time. And I think that that was one of those lessons that I wish that I had learned a long time ago because I could have made so much more of a difference for, I think, my team's um, and in particular, like doing the reflection and looking back, I recognizing some really like toxic and unhealthy behaviors in myself. Um, and, and it was all my, you know, all my own doing. And so I think the thing for me, like uh, Andy has always like the whole idea of uncharted. Um, and one of the best lessons that I think Andy has ever taught me is the idea that, um, you know, we have to take care of ourselves, that we cannot be all things to all people. And that if we don't take care of ourselves that we won't be there to take care of other people. And as someone who has had, um, training in, uh, crisis response and in like, I know this, I know this logically in my brain, but you think about it for everybody, but yourself, when you're a people pleaser and you're a giver and a doer, like you just think about how can I keep helping everybody else? Um, and so I think that that was the biggest thing for me was recognizing like, that being so connected is actually not healthy not only for me but for the t- for my team um whether it's in the hospital or my team with uncharted like you you've got to take care of yourself and we talk about it and we say it but this year was honestly a lot of lessons for me in humility about walking around own talk and, you know, saying all of the things. And I remember vividly, like having a conversation with two of my best friends who are Uncharted members, um, Jen and Charlotte, and both of them were like, what would you say to any one of the community? And I would say, and, and they were like, and don't answer us, like sit here and really think about it and then tell us what you would say. And they're like, cause we're going to look at you and call BS on you if you, try, if you try and BS us right now. And, and I was like, no, I know what I would say. And they were like, then you know what you like, what you have to do. And it's take care of yourself first, you know, put your oxygen mask on first. And as a people pleaser, like that is, I think one of the hardest things to do. Um, and so, you know, I think for, for me, the thing that I would say to people is like, It's going to be hard, but the, I will tell you like the, on a personal level, the rewards for me have been so, so great. Like I, um, and I I think Tyler, your experiences is is similar. And Eric, I know that you have traveled and have, have gone places and seeing, like seeing the world, right. And that is a gift in itself, but also like I'm doing unplugged time at home. Um, And that has been, I think, as rewarding, if not more rewarding, because I'm actually engaging with my kids. um, And I'm engaging with my, you know, being present and taking pictures. And like, that was one of the things I was like, Okay, Tyler rule, I'm gonna use my camera. (laughs) It's okay to use my camera. And what I realized is, and Tyler, we had this conversation last time, because I think you you talked about being at the airport and having downtime and like you, you had said, I'm going to use my camera, but then you were like, there's downtime at the airport. And so, Oh, I could just pop open Facebook and scroll through the things. Right. And I'm curious to see for both of you guys, like if there were changes that you made, um, for me, one of the things that I recognized and Eric, you helped point this out for me is that I this is an addiction for me and uh, and I had a very I needed to put up bigger boundaries like it wasn't enough for me to say oh I just won't do the thing I had to actually put barriers in place and so for me it was about taking things off of my phone and turning off notifications and and like actually making barriers and I think Tyler you you did something similar for yourself
1: yeah I had uh, one of the mistakes I made was I forgot a couple push notifications to turn them <laughs> off during this last trip. Um, yeah. but I tried to, yeah, take the notifications away. I don't even have push notifications on, on a regular basis for most things now, um, except for calls and texts that'll come through yeah. uh, just because <laughs> I know that when I have the mental space to address what I'm looking at, that I will open it and look at it. Um, so that's been something that I've changed over the course of this year that I think was one of the things I recognized was a a shift in my, my relationship with technology in general. Um, I even was able to put Slack back on my phone because I was able to not, I I don't check it unless I'm actually going to engage with it and, and do what I need to do there. So, um, that's actually been a really big shift for me, but It was funny that you brought up the downtime in the airport, Stephanie, because I kind of had forgotten that part of the first experience a little bit. But I that was a question I had for Eric today was because this trip that I took this year was solo. A lot of the time I spent was just driving in the car. And so I found myself, you know, I would call my friend and just talk with my friend and have like a good one on one conversation. And I felt like that was a meaningful use of my time, even though it required technology. Um, But as an introvert, and I think that this might be something that people that start to, you know, dip into unplugging a little bit, especially if they intend to do it while they travel or something like that, or are just spending time on their own. As an introvert, I think the hardest part for me this time was being at like a restaurant or being somewhere on my own, and not being on my phone. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there, Realizing exactly how difficult it was for me, as just personally, I know this already. But like, I'm not the person that's going to easily strike up a conversation with someone next to me. Um, It really pushed me out of my comfort zone because I, I knew I, if I picked up my phone, I would. What was I going to do on it? Like, write myself a note. What am I going (laughs) to put on my own music and sit there and listen? (laughs) I don't know what. I was like, what am I going to do? Those were the hard moments for me. Was when I realized. One of my goals was to be present and to be to actually be bored because I one of the right. benefits that Eric talked about with unplugging last time was expanding your ability to, be, to get to a creative thinking place. And that was really one I wanted to explore with this. And those downtime moments, I think, is probably where that is most likely to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're yeah. the hardest ones to commit to, <laughs> not being mm-hmm. on your phone, especially in an environment where you're, you're on your stuff. own in a world where people are on their phones when they're on their own. So it was, I I was curious because Eric, you've traveled on your own. You've done things like that before. Like, what do you do? You're a much more extroverted person than I am, but what (laughs) do you do in those moments?
0: can't believe we're here friends. 2023 is about over and I am so looking forward to all of the fun and amazing things that are coming from the Uncharted team in 2024. We have got so much happening. 2023 saw us reimagine a lot of things. It saw the launch of our first certificate and we are only leveling up in 2024. We are hitting the road. That's right. Uh, We are going on tour, if you will, we are going to have some uh, what we are affectionately calling our road shows, where we take some of our things, including our certificate content, and go out on the road uh, in areas around the country. So we may be coming soon to an area near you. Uh, we have got uh, some live events happening. We're going back to Greenville in April for kind of our last big hurrah for a while uh, at the venue that we've been at for years downtown Greenville at the at the Weston Point that um, we're going to be having our practice owners summit again in December. Um, We have got so much happening both in terms of events and over in our community. We are working on pods. We've got new events. We've got exciting books picked out for book club, all kinds of things. So now is the time more than ever For so many reasons, but you've heard me talk on the podcast about how the math makes sense just for the workshops alone that we offer through Uncharted. And now, because our Uncharted members get access to our Leadership Essentials Certificate, now is the best time to head on over to unchartedvet.com forward slash community and check out all that we have to offer as far as membership goes. Come join us because we have got so much going on and if you're thinking Stephanie I don't have my new CE budget yet I can't join the community head over to unchartedvet.com and put your name on the newsletter list because you will get first dibs info after our community of course in terms of anything new and exciting that is coming from us and believe me 2024 is going to be our year you want to be on that list and now back to the podcast
1: So it was, I I was curious because Eric, you've traveled on your own. You've done things like that before. Like, what do you do? You're a much more extroverted person than I am, but what do you do in those moments?
2: Yeah. So, so first off, I thank you for calling me an an extrovert. That means a lot to me. Um, I'm, I'm actually an introvert, Um, uh, but I, all introverts can be extroverted as long as they have that recharge time or even time to anticipate encounters with people that you may never know. Someone is an introvert. Um, and, um, I'm great at small talk, but I don't always enjoy it because it's small talk and I rather engage in meaningful conversations. Um, so yeah, Tyler. So usually for me in those situations and they do happen a lot when I'm unplugged, you know, I'm, I'm sitting somewhere eating something or, you know, doing something where people are doing other things. So either if I'm with someone, I'm having a conversation with them. And if I'm not with someone, and I'm by myself. Um, usually I, I literally just sit there and I kind of just let my mind wander. It's, it's sometimes I'm focused on just people watching and observing things that I wouldn't normally observe. And, and it's becomes entertainment for yourself. Sometimes that becomes, you know, that's what starts to lead into boredom. But what I've noticed for me is it doesn't take one time sitting, doing nothing for that boredom to come out because you're so hyper focused on what's going on around you that it takes becoming bored with that situation where then this is where I tend to have like a notepad or again, you know, it, it, the, the rule with unplugging is you can use your phone, but it's not, we're not just engaging, you know, on social media and texting. So I will use my phone for notes and this is where i'm like all right i'm bored with what i'm seeing and then this is where i'm like oh i have this idea to do this thing and and by the time i come back i have just like all of these things that i thought of that i wouldn't have been able to do so um but or i read you know i do to stephanie's point i will get the most reading i will not get 12 books done but i will i'm on goodreads (laughs) and i will hit my reading goal for the year when and, and it's the only time that I sit there and no one, by the way, should look me up on Goodreads because you know that's what I read on my own time is my own time, but uh, and you won't be able to find me anyway. But my, my point here is I get to read the things that I enjoy reading. Yeah. Uh, so it's you know it's 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 finding other things to do at that time, and I think something important that I'm not really always good at explaining. Because sometimes when we talk about unplugging, we become hyper-focused on the work aspect of it, right? It's like, here's how we find better balance work. And that is, I would argue, a massive part of unplugging is to have better boundaries with work, to say that when I leave uh, and I'm on vacation or I'm taking time away, that that it is just that, you're taking time away. But I think that the second part of unplugging is that, okay, when you're taking that time away from work, that we're not choosing it to fill that time by being connected in the digital world. So consuming too much social media content uh, or to, you know, like I did, just r- obsessively read the news. It's, it's to be able to say that when we're not working and, and we're disconnecting from work that and when we're also disconnecting from technology, that we're not choosing to fill that time in ways that are meaningful. So to Tyler, also to your point, um, having moments where you connect with people on the phone or even FaceTime a hundred percent. Like that's, that's what unplugging is about. It's about being able to have conversations that you are fully immersed in. So you can connect with that person in a way that's meaningful. If I were to have a call with either of you later today, am I going to be engaged on the call? Absolutely. Am I also going to be thinking about other things that I've got to work on or other things that I'm dealing with in my life, because there's just all of these things that I'm consumed in? Absolutely. Are we going to connect in the same way than if I were completely disconnected? No. And so this is where it allows us the opportunity to not fill capacity in our, in our brains with just that other noise. So any way that you can engage with someone meaningfully, and yeah, that usually means having a conversation with them, not you know, messaging them on social media. I don't, it's been studied that we're not engaging meaningfully on social media. We're not mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm celebrating someone who's on vacation or I'm celebrating someone who's getting married or I'm celebrating someone who got a new job or a car. Like we're passively consuming that content in the middle of, of a chaotic day yeah. that we're not really taking that to bond with each other, because I'm not saying you got a new job. Let's talk about that. Like w- Why, you know, why were you looking for a new job? Tell me about this new job. What does it mean to you? Or you just got married. That's awesome. Like, tell me about the wedding. Like, I want to hear all the details. And and that's where we start to meaningfully connect with people. And so it's just finding that opportunity to, okay, maybe we saw something that someone shared on social media, but we are actually building the time in to truly connect with that person. Um, So that's, I think that's an important aspect to it to consider.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. And I think that, excuse me, that was part of it um, for me. So I did, um, you know, I was, I was with my family and that, that was important. And I think that trip in my head was a little bit about finding um, some of the boundaries to your point, Eric, with, with work and uh, Tyler, you know, you were just like, I'm going to go on my own and I'm going to just, not have, not, you know, not, not have a plan and, and do the thing. And I did a second, um, unplugging, uh, trip and it was, um, this time it was, it was for, for me, it was like, I want to do something, uh, for me and my brain. And so it was with friends. And I, my goal for that, Eric was, I don't, it's so funny how much we, I have allowed myself to frame everything through the lens of social media and like where I have been, you know, we'll we'll be doing something. We'll be even like we're we're at a conference, right? And we're hanging out. And it's like, oh, let's take a selfie because we want to post it on social media. Not because I want, you know, new pic- like not that I don't want new pictures with you, but the the intention is there. And so it was interesting because I did this trip with uh with friends from work and um we had a conversation uh, we did not talk about it ahead of time, but then we were all there. We were, we rented a house. We were um, beautiful scenery. Uh, and our goal was just kind of hang out and relax because we're all busy, uh, busy women and uh, kids and work and stress. And we were just like, let's just take, you know, three days to just hang out um, and kind of unplug. And we had a conversation as a group about like, we're having so much fun and we're taking all of these pictures and you know we were just like are we going to are we going to do this are we going to do the social media thing or is this really like are we really going to make that step and is it going to be about being together and just for us and so we kind of we kind of talked about it and it's funny because there's multiple people there uh who shall remain nameless uh who like social like like Eric social media is their life um and we were we were talking about it and it was funny how quickly we all were just like you know it, let's let's change let's change it like you know we can we can talk about it but the goal is not to have the experience so that we can display our lives on social. Mm. Um, And that was never like a conscious intention for me, but I realized how much unconsciously that that had started to become the the intention for myself when I would be having experiences. It was about documenting it so that I could display it through the lens of social media. And I really... I really did not even even just like the things with that I do with my kids. It's like, oh, yeah, I should take a picture of this because it would look great on social media. And I don't like that was a big thing for me this year in wanting to change that because I didn't for on a personal level. I just did was like, I want to get back to the just hanging out and having the conversation. Mm. You
2: know, I love that. You know, that's that's been that's been studied to be a real thing we do where we we take photos to share with others the the life that we live, not because we want to document that moment for us, but that we want to document it to be able to share with with the world. Yeah. Um, And I wish you could feel the joy inside me right now that you (laughs) acknowledge that on your own where you're just like, yeah, like we don't we don't need to do that. Like, let's just be here for us. Um and you know we don't need to document this for anyone other than just you know us to maybe look at later because I'm sure there were pictures taken but yeah. it, with that framework of like let's enjoy the craziness yeah. or the fun or whatever it is that we're doing and you know that and that that becomes this is again just another benefit of unplugging is you know uh, taking uh, because again it, it's been studied that people will take pictures um they call it the postable moment where. Like you're, you're not taking pictures of what you're experiencing to remember it yourself. You're taking pictures and obsessing over taking the right picture, um, just so you can share it with others. And and that becomes, you know, a, a little bit problematic in, in the long term and in, in how and why we do things. So that's, yeah. I love that so much.
0: But I, but I, I really love that it created the opportunity. So when Tyler had been gone and she came back. I was genuinely excited to just have a conversation with her and hear like, how, how was your trip? How was the wedding? How was seeing all of our friends? Like, what did you decide to do? Because I, I knew that she was gonna have no plan. And who knew what that adventure was gonna, was gonna be. And so I was just really excited. And I was really, um, it was so fun to just engage. And I think it's interesting. And Tyler, I'd be curious to see what you think. But like, I love how our relationship has changed over this last year, I think, as an unintended benefit of this experience. For me, it has been, you know, we used to, like, call each other. And if I knew Tyler was calling, I it was about work. And now I know, like, if I'm getting a text, or I'm getting a call, it's, it's, about us. Like it's about our lives and just humans. And like, you know, we're calling, we're texting each other to nerd out about video games or like, you know, just other things oh, that we enjoy. Oh, new um, and, uh, and that feels really, really good. I think um, I really like feeling, and and it has also shifted with my friends as well. Like I got an email today from Jen. And I knew that it was work related because it was email. And if it was friends, yeah. like it would come through on my phone. Yeah. Um, and I really like, I really like that shift for myself. And it has been, it has been really, really healthy. Um, I think, but Tyler, what do you, what do you think about your, your experience?
1: What you both were saying about the postable moments and, the uh, just deeper connections with people when you're not focused on those things. I look back at some of and maybe you guys remember like when the pre cell phone days when you had like a, a digital camera you know your little canon yeah. or whatever it was an icon cool pics that was like yeah. mindless key yeah. uh, <laughs> but you know um. that was when that was when selfies were like you turned the camera around and hoped for the best you know well right
0: yeah the <laughs>
1: And I have to admit, those were I have, I already had the selfie skills. I will say,
2: <laughs> um,
1: but but my favorite my favorite things from those hundreds of pictures that you took because you never you classically were only able to get one good one because you yeah. didn't know what was happening. Uh, my favorites were the 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 blooper reel, you know, where you accidentally yeah. are taking a video and you're like, "What's happening?" The flash yeah. isn't going off. <laughs> I, I keep those and those are my most favorite oh, versions of the memories that I have are the yeah. ones that were the not planned at all. And yeah. so I, I think that some of looking at social media now and looking at how we're engaging with technology now and taking pictures even is, I think those are the better ways to capture moments just for you because you're not oh, yeah. worried about how does my hair look? And um, our friend Jamie Holmes is really good at, at reminding me of this, um, you know, Just take the picture, like you know. And I think that has been a benefit. But in terms of just generally, like all the changes and and what unplugging has done for me, I don't know about you guys, but I think that you might experience this too. I crave that stillness now, so like pause Mm -hmm. between the distractions, and I feel like I am able to be a lot more intentional about where my mind is. Because turning off the push notifications or doing one thing where you just walk away and leave your phone in another room for a couple of hours, those things, those even those little, little things, yeah. just make me mm. that much more in the moment of what you're doing. And I crave that feeling now because the week long experience of being there on your own, you know, driving across the biggest bridge you've ever been on terrified for your life, like (laughs) things like that, you know, you're, but you're fully immersed in it. Um, Those memories are a lot more vivid and important to me now than the ones where I'm also trying to rush and get through and do the other things that I'm thinking about on my mind. So this is yeah. like Stephanie said, she's addicted. It's true. Her email signature yeah. always now has something about when her next <laughs> point is. I need to it's... figure out when mine is to add to yeah. my calendar as well. But, um,
2: but
1: be it's, yeah? it, it does. And it, but it, it truly is a really good way, even if it's something small, just to really connect with what's important to you and then realize that those moments when you're not distracted are moments that are the ones you're going to want, you know, if, after a little bit, you're going to, I think it's an addictive, it is really a, yeah. a feeling that I feel like I, I look for now. And I, am a yeah. lot more, I try to be more intentional about finding it
2: all the time. Yeah. Can I also, so. can I also add, um, just, uh, a very veterinary medicine, um, perspective about why it's important to unplug, especially yeah. when it relates to social media, um, you know, and I and I've called attention to this before, um, and I and I think it's important to continue to call attention to it. You know, part of the reason that it's important to unplug is because of how we just consume everyday content on social media, but specifically within the veterinary industry, how we consume the kind of veterinary industry content that we do on social media. Um, you know, for quite some time now, there's just kind of been this veterinary social media world that has become a little dark um there there are now a lot of people who tend to be vocal about other people in the industry and you know either they're doing this um you know on their own personal pages that they're sharing with everyone that they're connected with or more commonly they're doing this in groups and a lot of times it's you know as simple as someone that called out of work and someone's mad about it because you know it left everyone short-staffed and so then they go on their personal page and they're like oh i had to i had to work an extra hard day today it was awful because you know so and so called out again um and or you know in in a social media group where people are often talking about colleagues i've seen you know uh the general practicing DVMs call out specialists. Right, I've seen specialists call out, pra- you know, general practicing DVMs. I've seen veterinarians calling out other veterinarians in their community. I've right. seen people calling out key opinion leaders, and I think that when we think about how we consume social media content, and we think about the struggles that we're having in our profession if you're engaging with that content, first off, let's just kind of frame it in the sense that when we wake up, that's what we're consuming. Like mm-hmm. if you're, if you're in these groups, or if you're connected with people who are constantly doing this, you wake up, you consume this content, you take that to work, right? You're not giving yourself the opportunity to have a great start to your day, because you're carrying that negative energy around. And you might consume it and and think, ah, you know, it is what it is. But subconsciously there it's there and and mm-hmm. you're you're carrying that around mm-hmm. um but the the challenge with this is that you know these are real human beings that are being called out and i think we've started losing empathy for one each other for each other when this when i see this happening yeah because you know if someone's calling out or someone is calling a, a particular person out like we're so quick to 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 jump in and to not be nice to that person and and then it becomes this this snowball effect where everyone's starting to engage and and we're failing to celebrate the good that we do in our profession and unfortunately it just leaves for a lot of negative content that people are consuming about our own profession and i think it's really important that you know if if you're consuming a lot of content in veterinary medicine that is not contributing to your life in a positive way. I think it's really important that you set boundaries, even just as simple as, you know, not being a part of a group, or maybe you can be friends with someone, but you unfollow them, but that you're more aware of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to tell you, it's, it's an awful thing, because I, you know, I talk about this in my reputation management lectures, and I get and I just and and the reason this is fresh on my mind is I was just talking about it at a conference that I was at. And you know, people will kind of say things, you know, briefly at the end of the lecture, but it's when I get home that I start seeing the emails from people that either have been a victim of that attack, or have witnessed it. And by now, I usually have in, in the time that I've been talking about over 100 emails from veterinary colleagues of ours, who are suffering because of that. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that's fair. I think that we are so upset that pet owners do this to us, that we stop to fail short, or we stop to think about the fact that we're doing it to each other. And so part of unplugging is setting better boundaries about that and, and and helping you see the good that we do in our profession, uh, instead of just seeing, you know, all of all of the bad that's going on. And so I just challenge people, you know, if, if you're upset about something or someone like this goes back to kind of what Tyler was talking about, like, okay, yeah, it's great to connect with a friend over the phone. But if, if someone, if you're mad about someone, we've lost the common decency to talk to that person, you know, just to say, Hey, you know, there's something that might be going on with you. Let's have a conversation. Like, we're just so quick to call people out. And I, and I think that's unfortunate. And so I just want people to be aware that if you're consuming this content, it's often not contributing to your life in a positive way and that we need to set better boundaries and we need to be better stewards for our profession.
0: It's, it's funny that you, that you bring that, that up, Eric, because I, part of my work this year was, uh, removing some things from my phone and removing notifications. And I have always been involved in a bunch of groups in the veterinary space, um, for the reason that I believe yeah, I am a happy person and I believe in the power of connecting as colleagues. And for me, it has always been about helping. And I agree with you. Like I have definitely seen some shifts that things, things are hard. And as we go through ups and downs, like you see the shifts in the emotional state, I guess, of our, our industry. And, um, and I was seeing that a lot for myself. And I will tell you, like, I now I still like my goal always was to go into groups and contribute positively. And I found myself thinking more and more negatively, I was still acting positively, but I found myself like reading things and then thinking snarkily about it. And I just, um, I was like, you know, this feels really unhealthy. And what part of what I did this year was take turn notifications off. But I will tell you, um, I turned the notifications off and then I unplugged and I kind of forgot about a lot of things. And like Tyler, now when I go into apps, it's intentional. And so I still go in regularly um, into some of the groups in Facebook, but because I don't get any notifications, like I am intentionally going into like, I'm going to find one way to interact with somebody and I'm going to spend 10 minutes in this group and then I'm going to peace out for the day. Mm. And I am so much happier and there's a lot that I miss. And like, there's lots about I'm, you know, I had to reconcile that because my brain immediately is like, well, if you're not in there, you know, you're going to miss connecting with people and like, you're going to miss all those opportunities. But I, I have found that figuring out some of those boundaries for myself have been, has I believe you because it has been really, really true and, and healthy for me, even within our own uncharted community, which is so, so positive and yeah. uh, is really the heart of our, I mean, it's one of our core values is, is positivity yeah. and helping one another. And I think, Tyler, you would agree with me. Like, I love our community. I always feel lifted up when I go in there. And at the same time, it is, I I realized how much... I hate to say mindless scrolling because it was never mindless. Like I was always engaging and I was always, like I love our community and I hate to to use those words, but I would find myself like skim reading. And that hurt me because I don't wanna skim read any of the people in our community. Like I, I love our community and I wanna be intentional about it. And so I did the same honestly with our Uncharted community. I turned off the notifications And now when I go in, I am going in intentionally because I actually want to read through the posts. I want to engage with people. I I want to have those conversations. And it has made me, um, it has renewed my excitement for connecting with one another as colleagues and believing in hope and positivity in our community. Um, And so it has been a really positive experience me. I don't know how you feel about it, Tyler, but
1: well, I was just going to say this kind of brings us back to the beginning of our conversation um, about unplugging and, and kind of what it what it's done. And I think when you are part of, you know, social media groups or things like that, and you're engaging on a regular basis, even in the most positive ways, you know, when you step when you give yourself a chance to step back from engaging so much, and you realize I think what you're True limits and boundaries are as far as what energy you have to give and where your energy is going and what's taking from you rather than giving to you. Maybe the thing that's stuck in your head that you can't forget about that was on social media right. is something that you realize when you take a step back from it a little bit, even if it's not a full you know week of unplugging. I mean, if it's just a couple of days of stepping away and, and realizing what that was doing you know to affect you can be a really great tool to just and I think that's this is what I mean. Eric, you've brought to us as a profession and talking about this topic has been, even if it's just taking a little bit of space to realize what you're consuming and the effect that it has on you and technology, mm-hmm. and also taking a pause and realizing what you're contributing to that too. So yeah. um, I think that, you know, Eric's done so much great work in bringing this to light for all of us. Um, and I think that just even having that space and understanding that that's an option is really great first step to finding out what your boundaries are and yeah. then making healthier you know moves for you as far as what you're consuming on social and other other places yeah so but i mean stephanie goss's kitten pictures you know are also out there I so mean, I can't, i'm, not gonna that. Give that up. I'm yeah. never giving that up so <laughs> that's, and that's i the mean point.
2: like when you're consuming good content like that's we need to just be more aware of what we're consuming and and Stephanie, I like what you said, because again, the whole point is, is if you're part of a group and it's not contributing to you in a positive way, and you're feeling more drained, then, then that's not, that's not the community yeah. for you. But if you're in a community where people are supporting one each other, and they have the mentality that Stephanie has, uh, where our goal is, how can I positively contribute? Um, that, that's what, that's what the goal is. Like communities are really important to building each other up, to improving Mental health to know that there are people that have got my back, mm-hmm. and and that exists out there, and and frankly, it does exist online. It's just that if you're a part of a community or your feed is is not doing that, mm-hmm. then it's to say let's let's maybe make some alterations to that. There's and, and this kind of ties to what you're saying, Stephanie. There's this great quote, um, and if I if I were the kind of person who was comfortable with needles and would like to get a tattoo, I'd probably get this tattooed somewhere, but it's a long <laughs> quote, but I'll probably settle for framing it. But it's a quote from, from young Pueblo, um, who's just an amazing uh, poet and, uh, and just thought you know person. And, and, and I would like to read that quote because I think it just helps us think a little bit differently about how we contribute sure. to this content. And, and so the quote says that saying less is incredibly helpful. Every thought is not valuable. Every feeling does not need to be voiced. What is often best is slowing down to spend time developing a clear, more informed perspective. That ego tends to rush and react, but peace moves intentionally and gently. And I love this because it is challenging us all to just sit back and think about what we're gonna say Mm -hmm. before rushing to say something without Mm -hmm. thinking. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're quick to say things because we wanna make a statement. But maybe it's not the statement that's going to positively contribute to the conversation. And so I think this just sums up, Stephanie, what you're saying is let's be a little bit more intentional on how we choose to engage with this content. And let's be aware that if this content that is being put out there is about an individual, that that individual is one of us and Mm -hmm. that they're a human who Mm -hmm. processes feelings and emotions and that they're dealing with the same struggles that we all do. And that even though we don't agree with them, that we seek to find empathy to be able to work with that person to understand what's going on and where they're coming from so we can find a a happy medium. And that's all I'm saying is that we need to think about how we're contributing and and the repercussions of that so we can all be better stewards. Um, So yeah, Stephanie, that, that ties beautifully into what you're saying. Just be more intentional.
0: I love it so much. And I'm going to do the exact opposite, which is rush us. I am going, because <laughs> I can sit here and talk to the two of you all day. And we are, uh, we are out of time for our episode today. Um, And I want to, uh, I want to set us up for next time. So I'm going to rush us to each throw out there. What are, what are, what are we going to try next year? Like, I, I, I think the common thread is that this has become something that we're, you know, seeking to improve. And Eric, you've been doing this a really long time and you still set goals for yourself and try different things. Uh, so what are, what are we each going to try next year? Because uh, we're going to just keep, even if we just keep having this conversation between the three of us, uh, what's, what's our goal for 2024? As we kind of look to, look to the new year and look to the future. I'm going to start with mine and I, I'm going to, yeah. cha- it's because it's a challenge for the both of you. There is something that uh, is new for Tyler. I threw out a, a harebrained idea to her and it was last minute this year to, to participate in a, in a vacation. And she was just like, this is too much for me and it's last minute. Uh, but I'm going to throw out the challenge for her that, that we do something uh, together unplugged this year. And Eric, huh. my friend, my challenge for you is we have been talking now for five years about oh. uh, about spending some time doing an activity yeah. together, uh, and you know what I'm talking about. And I am going to tell like even if we just get you know okay. ten hours, eight hours a day to unplug and do the thing that we've been saying for five years that we're going to go and do. Like 2020, 2024 is going to be the year. Like that's my goal. Unplug, do a thing together and connect uh, with with both of you because you both have given me so much in going on this journey with me. Like I want to do. Uh, oh, that was not what I was thinking about, but I can get down that's, with that. That's where my head is at,
1: that's uh, where my head is
0: at. I love it, um, Tyler. What do you What are you thinking?
1: I mean, I am on one hundred percent on board for your uh your plan your goal uh, <laughs> and I think mine is going to be to um, I think I'm I'm gonna take a week again. I think because I think that's a good period of time for me, and I'm gonna just but I'm going to do it at home. I'm going to be still this time. Mm. I really want to see if I can do that. I don't
0: know if I can. I love it.
1: I love mm-hmm. it. Uh, so I also,
0: I want to challenge you, Tyler, because I want to start to see some unplugged things on your email signature. Yes. <laughs> <I> Makes <laughs> make, make me happy.
1: I'll plan yeah. the next one at the end of the current one so that okay. I will hold myself accountable. Yes. all go go.
0: I'm
2: not going to shoot you an email and I'm going to give you time to do it because when I shoot you an email and you respond back, I want to see it. <laughs> what <laughs> um, about you,
0: Eric Garcia? Yeah. So
2: um, I think uh, two two things. A little thing is just to get back to being better at it. So and when I say better at it, like I mentioned, you know, I messed up this summer. I consumed in I broke my own rule. And so sometimes for me, it's just as simple as a minor course correction like that. So yeah. As I go into the new year, I just want to be more conscious of that, um, and uh, and and just continue to figure out new approaches. I think what's interesting is that every time I do this, you know, and and that boredom hits, I always just find a new way to approach it. But also, I must say, um, I in listening to Tyler, I think Tyler takes such a bold approach to unplugging. Um, where you know she'll do things by herself for extended periods of time and i think if i think about a goal for next year i think i want to be a little a little bold like tyler um admittedly when i unplug i usually have people around me not always but often and so and, and and there have been periods of time where i'm unplugged and i was by myself but i think i'd like to challenge myself to unplug for maybe a weekend or a few days where i'm just kind of by myself, just, you know, and maybe it's just here at, at home, you know, yeah. I, I, di- I did that during the pandemic, but not by myself. So I think I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go channel some Tyler and, and be a little bit more bold about how I do it. Um, so I love that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes.
0: We I all want to be Tyler Grogan yeah. when we grow up. Um, I know, <laughs> seriously,
2: <laughs> need this on a shirt. Yeah. Yes,
0: I love it. Oh, well, as always, uh, it, I mean talking to you two is so much fun. Uh, thank you for sharing yourselves uh, with me and with the podcast. This is this has been fun. I'm looking forward to uh, to our next check in and talking about changing. And I'm looking forward to hearing. Uh, The stories that hopefully come from other friends who are like, maybe I'm going to try this thing. Uh, Looking at you, Bill Schroeder and (laughs) (laughs) Mandy Rourke uh, and seeing seeing how it goes. But uh, this was great. Thank you. Thank you both so much for being here and joining me. And thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope that you make big plans, whether they're for unplugging or for your practice or for yourselves. you're making big plans for 2024 and we'll see you guys all in the new year take care everybody and that's a wrap on another episode of the uncharted podcast thanks for joining us and spending your week with us if you enjoyed this week's episode head over to wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review it's the best way to let us know that you love listening we'll see you next time